0: Radioinfluence.com. The DJ Aiken Podcast. We are here, Brittany. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good.
0: I'm I'm glad of that, Brittany, because I I am in a space this week, and and thanks to everybody who's still rocking with us. Thanks to the audience that's growing just a tad bit organically. I like that. Um, yeah. And, and and shouts out to everybody who um, is behind the scenes helping us get this far, like people that are helping us with graphics. Jason, of course, and Radio Influence every single week. You, of course, and whoever designs the wigs that you decide to wear. That person. Um,
1: Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I, I just
0: wanna I just wanna thank them as well. Of course, I am DJ Eek, and the lovely Brittany Gonzalez is here. And Brittany, today. Hey, um, we've been meaning to get here for a while, and um, a couple of things I want to touch on today, because one of the things that that we were directed on, and, and we are getting pointers every week on how we do our show and how we line it up, we don't want it to be overly structured, because then again, that wouldn't be us, because we kind of get in these places that I like, you know, right. like, um, you know, we get in these places. But this week, one of the things I talked to you about last week is I really wanted to touch on voting with... Um, people like yourself. And by that, I mean age group. I don't mean anything else because I know you will. (laughs) And then we're also going to have a guest because there's some things I want to talk about too with regard to Black Lives Matter, to protest and uh, things of that nature. So, and before we get there, Jason, I guess we can go ahead and try to get Kiwan on the line. But before we go there, Brittany, I want to congratulate you because it was brought to my attention that your prediction last week about Tom Brady and his first game with the Buccaneers that, you were pretty damn close to predicting that the Bucks wouldn't do so well, that they would kind of get – I don't know if blown out was the word you used, but they that the score would be pretty – that they didn't wouldn't do well against the Saints. And so
1: – I called it. I pretty much called it.
0: Yeah, you did. Brittany, I literally got a text and a phone call that said, yo, I'm going to be so mad if Brittany was right with her prediction on the Bucs. And I had almost forgot about it. But let me just say, maybe – our little segment of Britney knows, maybe that title needs to be a little different because It
1: needs to be Britney knows best.
0: Well, I don't know about best because maybe Britney knows is the right title because I took it as a thing of saying Britney knows when thinking that you wouldn't know anything. Honestly, I <laughs> And now it seems like you're popping up with some advice and people are hitting me, which really upsets me going, Britney might have been right. I don't want to hear. I really don't. I want to hear. Man, let me you, tell you something about Britney's Britney's thoughts.
1: You can take the might have been out. Brittany,
0: right. You know what, yes. Brittany? You know what, Brittany? In all fairness, I will. I will take Thank the might have been out. Brittany, she wasn't exact. Let me put that out there. But you were much closer than I thought. I got to give you your props. I gotta, Thank I gotta, you. I, gotta you props.
1: I deserve all the props.
0: You know, I don't give myself I enough props. Was, I thought you knew about uniforms and helmets and maybe Tom, Tom Brady's butt. But you actually said <laughs> some things that actually... I was like, "Wow! Like Britney got some things right. Like I, I didn't expect the pick six. I didn't expect that you would be close to the score. Um, I thought,
1: yeah, ne- and you know what? The next game, I do think they're going to do better, but um, I don't know. I don't have a full prediction on that one yet. Have a caught a vibe. You know, I like to go by vibes and
0: oh, is that and, how you're doing this? Is, is the where does the vibe come from? Does it come my
1: from my oh. heart, my gut?
0: Can you show me? Oh my, I'm not, like, where does, where does your vibe come from? Does it come from, like, the weird within.
1: It comes from within, you know?
0: Okay, well, you know, Brittany, I, I can't be mad. Look, you got there. How you do it, I can't even speak on it kind of, I can't even speak on it crazy. Again, to stay in a positive light, let me just give you your props once again, Brittany.
1: Thank
0: you. I know more about football than I thought. And you can think about this as you're thinking about your next prediction. They play the Carolina Panthers this week.
1: Ooh,
0: Carolina doesn't have Cam Newton anymore. Tom Brady in his second week of actually playing with the Bucks. Um, I may or may not be getting a check for being at a parade this week with the Bucks.
1: Okay. So we're
0: getting back to work. You know, we're Can getting I back get to work.
1: Can I get on the boat? Can I get uh, a- Actually,
0: I'm not going to be on the boat this week. Speaking of which, we're we're doing a parade. It's like a drive through parade. And oh, actually, I'm not, not we're, we're not at the stadium. We're out. going to be out by one buck place and out by, um, the practice facility in that area up here in Tampa so um, and actually we start at 7 o'clock in the morning Brittany
1: okay so it's gonna be like obviously no crowd right there's not gonna be people or is it like man-
0: driving, what I understand it's like a drive through parade like people will be driving through we'll be out there waving I'll be playing music um, I think a lot of the Bucks players are gonna be out there so it's like a drive through type thing we'll be giving away prizes to people's windows and stuff like that um, but I it's a five hour it. from like 7 to 1 that's a lot of parade
1: oh parading for five hours.
0: Hey, look, Brittany, how we do it in Tampa, <laughs> how we do in Tampa sometimes, I can't right, You're
1: going to play at least every song three times. Like, you're going to have to re-loop the playlist because that's...
0: quite a bit of music, Brittany. I got quite a bit of music, and you got to think, there's quite a... And when you're doing something like the Bucks, that audience is so vast. So we can all go right. from everything to Cardi B's WAP to, oh, got- to Bruce Springsteen's to Bruce Springsteen's... It's not
1: Springsteen's a parade without love.
0: Yeah, No, it really is a parade without WAP because think about <laughs> that, that divorce parade that they're about to have, Cardi and, and Offset, it's going to be a parade without WAP. Oh my, and, I can't wait to
1: see single Cardi. A Who's next? Who's next? I
0: got <laughs> Brittany, just a little insight on Kiwan Joseph and I'll, I'll let you... Um,
1: yeah, Kiwan, tell me about Kiwan, because you did, but I I, I need to get, like, a more of a gist. Yeah,
0: he's in. actually a student out at the, uh, um, oh, there's Kiwan. Oh, see, you know what, Brittany, there it is right there. Kiwan, how you doing, man? Doing good, how are y'all? Now, Kiwan... I've talked to you before, and we've texted, and we've done that, and we missed our first chance to get on, get on, get you on the pod. But this is Brittany Gonzalez; she's the other half of the DJ Aiken podcast. She wanted to meet you as well, so I want to introduce you guys before I get too deep into um, how I met Kiwan. Now, um, I, I want to give Kiwan a lot of the floor here, but before I do. I want to get into how I got to Kiwan and, and shouts out to uh, Will Calder, who's PD over at uh, Power 95.3 in Orlando and also Hot 101.5, who I work with here in Tampa. And, you know, Will and I talk a lot about what's going on with everything. And then unfortunately we've had some events happen in Wisconsin and Will is actually from Wisconsin. And Will was like, yo, there's this guy up there that if you get a chance to talk to him, you might should, you know, you maybe should reach out to him. And he sent me, Kiwon's, uh, Instagram link, which happens to be the golden activist. So right then I was a little bit intrigued. So the I went golden through your page,
1: yeah.
0: Kiwon, I, I ain't afraid to tell you, I went through your page. You know how people be, be going through your page. I went through your page. I said, okay, this brother right here, he, he, you know, he out there for real, you know, I really this. I, I, I <laughs> see that. and so then I reached out to him and we, you know, we, we went back and forth a little bit and, um, Talked about getting him on the pod, so here he is. So, Kiwan, a little bit about yourself first of all, before we get into to what's really going on out here, how we how we want to get into this. Let's talk a little bit about you. You are a student at the University of Wisconsin, am I correct? Is
2: yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm actually on campus right now. Okay, Not in, yeah, yeah. And, and how old are you? I'm 19. Okay, and are wow. you from are you from Wisconsin originally? Born, and raised in um, Racine, Wisconsin. Okay, and how far, is, how far is that from the University of Wisconsin where you go? Uh, UW-Green Bay is about three hours away. Okay.
0: Now, I've done some radio in Milwaukee. How far is it from Milwaukee? It's an hour and 40. Okay, hour
2: 40 from Milwaukee. On a good day. On a good day, because Milwaukee traffic ain't no joke. Oh. <laughs> well, there you <laughs> go. Um,
0: and then we get into how far is this from the Kenosha, Wisconsin location where Jacob Blake was shot?
2: See, um, since I'm from Racine, I was actually back in Racine um, when Jacob Blake was originally shot. Okay. Um, so, um, and if you live in Racine, you live in Kenosha because Racine and Kenosha, they're right next to each other. Oh, they're like wow. They're cities. So okay. if you live in one city, whatever happens in one city happens to the other. So gotcha. it's like there's no difference.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And and again, like I said, we're, we're bringing everybody up to where we are. So for those of you who don't know, Jacob Blake is the gentleman who was shot seven times in the back while walk, walking back to his car by police officers in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And what I, what I really want to start with you, because we get a lot of the national news over here, but you guys are there locally on the ground. Like you said, that's pretty much the same city, kind of like here in Tampa, Tampa and Clearwater. It's kind of like right here. So what did you guys get when it first all jumped off, like, why did it happen? What was because, you know, we got the Jacob Blake. I got everything. I heard everything from like he was there to break up a fight. He was there on some domestic abuse. I don't, it was just so many things that I'm hearing. What did you guys get
2: out there where you're at? OK, so I'm going to tell you, like literally my whole experience from um, how I heard about it and everything. So I got okay. a call. I got a call one hour um, after it happened from somebody that was apparently on the scene. Okay. And, um, no, not, not somebody that was on the scene, but someone that's there that had a video from somebody on the scene. I got the video and immediately felt disgusted. I canceled all my plans and I was like, I got to go out protesting. Like, that changed my entire day. Um, and so I started getting more news because originally we were all out there protesting peacefully, and more and more cops started to come out and stuff. And um, as you know, things turned violent, but right. with a lot so of you, people.
0: So were you, so were you, when you got the news, like of him actually getting shot that day, like that particular day, like when he got shot and you got that news, I got were you, already out, were you already out protesting somewhere or were you home somewhere or something else?
2: I was, um, um, I see it around that time I was planning if I was going back to school or not because okay. COVID-19 ruined a lot of stuff for a lot of college students. Um, right. College is not the same anymore for a lot of us. And so that was a big thing on my mind then. So I was considering that, I was hanging out with my, um, with my friends and we were discussing that. And then I got this call out of nowhere. And it was like, um, did you hear about what just happened here in Kenosha? I was like, no. I was like, what right. just happened? Kenosha police just shot another black dude. Uh, a, Kenosha, a police department, a Kenosha police department specifically just shot a black dude. And right. I was like, I like, like, uh, explained. So they sent me the video and everything and um, um, an hour after that I was like I was already out there with my megaphone Wow.
0: so what did you get though and again before we get to like you going out there and protesting what did you get was the reason why he had gotten shot because you know every time every time a black guy gets shot there's a reason of how we got there supposedly and then we wind up maybe getting a video that tells a different story like i remember in south carolina the the officer wrote the report that the guy was doing something and then the video comes out because he didn't see the guy across 100 yards away that was filming him shoot the guy running away in the back you know there's all these different things that happen what was the original story of why jacob blake would even have gotten shot anyway what was that original story up there
2: well the matter of fact like everybody how it seemed like to me the only reason why like like they had um they well let's just say they thought they had to shoot him was because he was going in his car and they were thinking that he was getting a weapon because automatically if a black person does anything suspiciously we're getting a weapon when it comes to police and Mm -hmm. so my thinking about uh, like of the reason why they um shot him was because like like, he was going to his car apparently they tased him and it didn't work right um and, and they had all those police officers. Why not stop him before he gets to the car? I mean, like, like that doesn't make any sense. Like, the whole process of of uh, of, of, of of them getting to him, right. trying to stop him, and then shooting him, is it makes no sense to me. Like, you went from uh, all these levels, and then you told the most extreme level. And then not only that, you shoot him seven times. Seven times. Right. And then i um, I've seen in um, different angles of the video. Um, okay. The officer looked um, the uh, uh, I don't know if it was his girlfriend, um, Jacob, like girlfriend or anything. I, I so I I I heard the, the lady that he looked at in the face while he was shooting him was his girlfriend. I'm not sure, so I can't confirm or deny that. But right. like pretty sure from what I heard that it was his uh, fiance or something um that he was staring at while he was shooting him now if that's true that's even worse because now like there's even more intentions to like the shooting you know like 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 you could have stopped you could you didn't have to shoot him seven times now this man is paralyzed right and jacob blakes
0: from what from what i understand too his kids were in the car right yes right Uh, now now can we back up just a second and again this may be something that you may or may not know about what was Jacob Blake actually at that location for? Like, what is it? The, like, I, there's so many stories about that, that he was
2: there. He was actually there to break up something
0: else the that official, was going
2: on. Yeah, yeah. The official stories, uh, uh, as far as I know personally, um, mm-hmm. um, that hasn't changed for me. And, and I think it's the most accurate was he was there to break up a fight. Um, uh, I haven't heard any. I've heard so many other, but, like, that's the one I hear the most. And right. that's the one I hear is most consistently the truth. Right that he was breaking up a fight that Ooh. was essentially somebody else, yeah, and then he got like pissed off at the police cause why why excuse my language I don't know no, you're you... okay, you're okay no, you're okay, good. okay, cause I don't know why the fuck the police like like he was thinking like why the fuck is the police coming at me um and like when y'all yeah, like like y'all not here for me, y'all here for them, I was doing your job right like, like helping you out, and then you're gonna come and try to arrest me. No, right. I'm in my car and I'm leaving. Like, like, what gotcha. y'all mean? Y'all joking. I know my race. Right. Like, 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 like that, that I understand. Cause if I was him and thinking, like, yo, my kids are in the car. Right. Are you trying to arrest me when I'm trying to help you? Right. And like a lot of people don't understand. Like, me growing up in the area, like Kenosha Police Department is one of the worst police departments in Wisconsin. Wow. It's one of the most racist. i like, um, um, like it's crazy, cause my um, Racine Police Department. I have to say, I have to shout them out. What they do is, um, my hometown police department is one of the best. Like the, the crime rates are lower, everything. Like the uh, the interaction with the uh, people of color, the black communities in which I, I like, that like like I grew up in. Like the the relationship to them is great. Now you look at Kenosha, like every interaction that I've had with the Kenosha Police Department has been freaking terrible. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, question, because you say with the police department from where you're f- originally from, that they have a good, you know, rapport with the community.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it diverse? Is the police force diverse there? Do, is that, you know, or and the Kenosha Police Department, it, are they diverse at all?
2: The Kenosha Police Department is not diverse at all. In fact, I like their chief. I mean, they're I mean, they're kind of um, they, they're uh, sheriff. <laughs> he, he got he's he's obviously racist. He's wow. so see racist. It's so like 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 I don't know, it's so out there. Like the way that he describes how like I seen the video the other day of how he was describing that, like how uh, um um how like how like you should how about, how are you supposed to treat these uh um peoples uh, or or whatever how he described it. Mm-hmm. Um like 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 there is just so much that led to this and it started because like the whole the, the the whole culture in their police department is racist in itself, or it's like it's it's culturally like insensitive.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: Okay. So, so wow, we're in a a space
0: right here. Let so you you obviously from like I said, and from my conversation with you before we even got here. So you, you kind of from what I'm hearing about that Kenosha police department, it's something that you kind of you're not surprised that it finally got to that point where that happened. No. Now, had you been pro, you have been out doing protesting too before this incident got to where it was you guys. Mel, how did Mel get in? Can somebody, can you, Mel, it's good to see you, man. I got to remove you out of this one though. <laughs> Mel is hilarious. Um, uh he was on last week. My, well, that's my barber. Sorry. Shout <laughs> so yeah. out to my barber. Man. Uh, so you, you had, um, you were out protesting because of other things that had been going on around the country. I, I guess it was a pretty strong protesting. A lot of protesting going on because of what had happened with George Floyd too. And he's not. You guys aren't far from Minneapolis either, Oh,
2: No, uh Uh. So like, I. Uh, so Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. It's a. It's a great state. But, um, but when. I think like no, it's true that when I say that like the race issues here are are terrible. Like I love my hometown. I've I've probably already. I, I think y'all can already see it. Like <laughs> no, but, um, I respect that. We seen as a city that has so much potential. It's like if like the chains that we have on us wasn't there in that city. Like right. if everyone were were had the same levels of opportunities and career growth and all that. The opportunities that would be in that city would be insane. It would be the jewel of the Midwest. Like that's how I see that city. Like, what? um, um, but um, the race problems, the segregation that goes on in Wisconsin, it's crazy. Like
1: what do you mean by segregation? Um,
2: um so in my hometown, how it is is that you live in a certain area of the city. If you're or if you're black person of color, that's just how it is. All the businesses are towards the edge, so you have to drive fifteen minutes to get to Walmart. Okay. You have to drive, or if you live down downtown, like in the center of the hub where all the PLCs live, you probably have to drive thirty. And most of the uh, uh, non-PLCs live on the outsides or towards uh, uh, suburbs. I see. And he means people of color, Brittany.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I I know
2: that uh, one. Yeah, I know I just, that. Yeah, yeah, people, people of color. No, I
1: got it. No,
0: we got yeah, it. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I always try to make these things clear for the people who are rocking with us and listening to yeah. us as well, because again, you you're making very valid points. Let's talk about you and, and and your uh the being involved in the protest and that sort of thing. Uh George Floyd seemed to I mean there have been other incidents going on, but you being 19, you wouldn't you, unless you, I mean, I'm sure you've probably read about it—the Rodney King thing that happened years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. So to me, garden,
2: not, all them, yeah, right, not Our a lot team. to
0: me has has really changed. It's just a lot more stuff is being filmed. But the George Floyd thing seemed to set the country on fire in a whole new place, right? <laughs> I know you were out there when all of that was going on. So and and not even expecting that suddenly your your hometown or a place right next to your hometown would become another fire another fire spot. In this whole thing. What has been the mindset of people in your age group, whether they look like you, not look like you, et cetera, with regard to all that's been going on with George Floyd and you know, and and with the protest?
2: So what's the crazy thing is, is that um me going out there, leading these protests, going out there, being part of them, like I have friends that weren't involved, weren't voting, weren't involved in politics, weren't doing any of this stuff before George Floyd. Ah. George Floyd set the country and the youth on a whole different path now, because like um, I have friends that like like that like because like them going to my protests and being like coming and supporting me, they're not leading their own in their hometowns and their and where they come from. Like like it's starting to set like more and more younger people are taking charge of of this movement. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Up in Green Bay, me and my friends, um, we came uh, after George Floyd. We were all so, so, like, so pissed about what happened. Like, I nearly punched a hole in my wall once I seen that George Floyd video. Wow. Like, I was so upset because I felt like that could be my little brothers. I have two little brothers who are insanely, insanely bright. And like, like, but, like, that could be them. That could be me. Like, that could be anybody. Like, right. just, just walking down the street. Like, if I were walking down the street at night, that could be me. I could be doing nothing. Right. Well,
1: I wanted to ask you about the protest, because, by the way, I am, like, literally so much respect, and I commend you. Like, you're leading protests. You're out there doing what a lot of us you know can't do as far as like like you're in that that it's very volatile it's very uh you're in danger with these protests like where y'all at in these big cities like over here it's not so much like that so like just to say that appreciate all of you who are part of that and taking you know like you guys are like the first responders there you know in a sense like you're taking those brunt those hits but i want to ask you because it's always on the media and i know that it's not always you know uh the protests become violent or or there's mountain tensions with any of it you know i believe that the black lives matter movement is about being peaceful and about you know uh, confronting the the racism the injustice you know and not allowing it to 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 any longer continue but you being on the ground what is it like with your fellow protesters like what's the morale like are y'all kind of like you know um feeling how are y'all feeling about it on the on the grounds with it
2: so when uh, everything first started um um uh, I have to say and I believe the like like uh, speaking of, I actually want to touch on the riots for example cuz like being okay. on the front lines I saw the riots begin and end I was there I was there for hours I was there I was there since like like literally how the pro- the, the uh, protests turned to riots was because it started and always starts when the first tear gas canisters throw
1: Mm-hmm.
2: i am telling you you go to a protest and you watch it turn into a riot you will see that 10 9, or 10 out of 10 circumstances are or a reason or reasons why a riot is caused or or properties damaged after, uh, after a protest is cuz or not cuz they don't they're not even protesting anymore once uh, the uh on property police. yeah okay. once, once the tear gas is thrown and you're already angry you're already angry yeah. You're already angry. Right. They know you're angry. They know we're angry. They know all we need is one thing to tear us over the edge. Like we've been dying for this change forever. So the matter of fact that they know this, that they right. know that we it takes just that that single tear gas canister and a couple rubber bullets at us to, to set us on fire. They're going to do that so they can change the narrative. Yeah. Uh, so it's like so it was like
1: agitation. Yes. That's what it
2: was in Kenosha. Like I'm telling you. Like on Saturday night, I was started tear gas canister. Monday, I got a tear gas canister thrown at my foot.
1: I was
2: tear gas twice that day and shot through a bullet.
1: Oh my God.
2: Wow. So I'm telling you, like, I saw that a fire, uh, a garbage truck blow up, and that's when everything started. That tear gas canister caused everything. If they didn't throw it, if they didn't feel threatened by us peacefully protesting, executing our constitutional right, the riots never would have happened. But of course, they have to use their, their military-grade weaponry, their tear gas, their rubber bullets to make themselves feel more at ease. But What about that property that was destroyed? What about Kyle renhouse if they yet walked past us and killed those protesters on Tuesday? Like, like a lot of things that happened in Kenosha happened because of KPD. There's there's two things I want to touch on here and I think
0: we're kind of in this space where this is where we kind of have to go. There's a there's there's one instance and again I'm with Brittany. Like I commend you, and I commend this next generation of of leaders and and creatives that are out there. Like because I feel like you feel. I feel like every person out there, even though they may not know the right things to say or always the right things to do, I feel like first and foremost they're fighting for my rights. Because most of these stories yeah. here, they start out being for a black man. You know, of course, there's been stories like Brianna Taylor and other t- other stories, but a lot of these stories they begin with us, right? So, so the first question I want to ask you is. We hear a lot of stories about folks that are not a part of the peaceful protests. We've seen videos of people being out there in blackface. We've seen videos of people that are just going places to cause destruction. Mm-hmm. Have you, in your, in, your, in your protesting out there, have you run into any of those people? Have you yes. seen those people in action, like yep. out
2: on the ground with you guys, causing trouble to stir up things? That's inevitable. Like protesting, when, like, like, so I feel like my job, when I'm out there, it's like to make things peaceful. It's mm-hmm. as, peaceful, as peaceful as possible. When there's a situation, I want to diffuse it. That's my megaphone is for I wish I had it. Was,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like my megaphone is uh, is like, I don't need it. My voice is loud enough without it. But like uh, my megaphone is the key. I want to use that to make sure that things go smoothly, that there's no problems, that those people that cause the issues, what you want to do is like, Yet them talk because they're going to talk otherwise and you can't kick kick them out. Right. But, um, as long as they're not degrading the message that we're fighting for black, um, black lives, we're fighting for Jacob. Litt, we're fighting for George Floyd. We're fighting for Brianna Taylor. We want to see those officers arrested. We want to see change. But as long as they're not contributing that message with this like bullshit, like because like like because at this point, anything that's beside that message when you're out there is bullshit. Right. Because that officer that shot Jacob Blake seven times still got a job. Um and, and like like um and so like uh, the big focus is just making sure we keep focused on the issues that matter um, while we're out there and not right. letting our the attention be dragged somewhere else. Right. OK, and, and that those are very good points, because a lot of times it
0: seems and Brittany, you and I have talked about this, too, where the message gets lost in the chaos and all of a sudden we forget what we were actually out here for. And and I can appreciate and respect that part. Now, the second part of my question is, and I talked to you about this and I think you told me that you weren't actually out there when this part took place, but a bigger situation Not so much, I would say, a bigger situation than what happened to Jacob Blake, but another big situation developed in the protests that were going on out in Kenosha, where 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse drove 15 miles from Illinois to come out there. And we've gotten all different kinds of stories on this, too. Like, he was out there to help keep the violence down, to keep the the protest peaceful. With a gun. Right, this dude traveled with a couple of illegal guns at 17 years of age, and then he winds up killing... Was it one or two? He killed a couple of protesters. He He killed two people.
2: He injured another. He shot
1: someone's arm
2: off. Shot an arm off. Yes, yes. Like the arm is like, like, like. What was left of the arm is, bro. It, it was, but It was like I wasn't out there, but, but that's because of the day before. I got again. I had tear gas, so I got tear gas twice. Like I needed to stay inside. Everybody was telling me to stay inside. And, and and come back out tomorrow. Right. Um, so I stayed inside. I didn't come. Uh, didn't come out that day. I instantly regretted it because I was like. But at the same time, there's not much you can do in a situation like that. Right. Because like I felt like I, man, if I was out there, like what what could I have done to to keep it peaceful? Maybe I could have directed the people somewhere else. Like right. if I was out there, I would have direct. Like I don't know. Like, but the matter of fact that that happened like right. the cops like they the cops were literally right there. They could have stopped it. Yeah. They had so many opportunities to stop. What happened?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But
2: instead of them stopping Kyle, they they let him walk past. They gave him water. And then when he was walking away after he did what he did, they let him walk past them. Like he literally walked past them. Now, now if that was me, <laughs> Right. If that was you. Me, yeah, we, I would have got gunned down. Like, I would have got it, No, I wouldn't got gunned down. I was, worse would have happened to me. Right. I mean, you're just looking at Jacob Blake alone.
0: Jacob Blake dies with no weapon, even though they're trying to say he had a knife in the car. He got shot in the back seven times. Meanwhile, you got a kid holding a rifle that just shot and killed other people. And he walks right past the cops. And the at part about this story that always at gets me at
2: its, finest.
0: White right, but, at its finest. Right. What always gets me about these stories too is when you when you add in the fact of they gave him water. Hey, bro, you thirsty too? And then he went home. And, and you know, I had someone try to argue me this point of like, well, Ikan he, he did get arrested, bro. He went home, and then he He's got arrested right. by like without incident. It wasn't no problem. Go get him after he went home. We're talking about Jacob Blake just got shot seven times in the back. And you can't even you don't even have first of all facts that he got a weapon on him. George Floyd died with a knee on his neck. He ain't got no weapon. And this started over twenty dollars. This kid killed two people, like you just said, shot someone's arm, which is completely he's that person is handicapped for life now, you know. And we let him go by, and we get we offer him water, you know. It's it's so many things like in the in this part, and I and I want to like shift a little bit with. You and Brittany first, uh, uh, not first. I would say where I wanted to go, and I talked to Brittany about this. Um, you are Kiwan, What? Are, what are you? You're not a millennial. What are you? Right? What are you? Gen Z. Gen Z. And Brittany, you are.
1: Millennial.
0: Okay. Then you two are the perfect people that I want to talk about this this next point with, because we because where all of this is leading us to being in a pandemic, the Black Lives Matter thing that's going on, um, the economic thing that we're going through. We have a president in office right now that seems to do nothing but, hey, it's a fire over there. I got some gas. Let me keep throwing that on, on the fire. Right. Yep. And the election is coming up. And to me. And again, this is me. I'm not trying to inject my beliefs on the two of you. I want to get both of your thoughts on this, being the generation that you are. I have felt for a while that we constantly want, find ourselves trying to vote for the lesser of two evils. I don't feel super strongly. That Joe Biden, first of all, is going to beat Donald Trump. Second of all, I'm not even sure that Joe Biden is the right guy for us. Again, I'm not still trying to steer anyone's thoughts here. But with that being said, leading into this, and you, either one of you can take the floor, because what I've heard is that you guys are not really sure that you believe in any of these candidates that we have. And you guys can give me your thoughts on, and again, this is what, I, you know, you hear different polls, you hear this and that and the other, but having you two here is important to me. What are you guys' thoughts on the upcoming, upcoming election, as opposed to making things better, making things better for the world that we're giving you, and where we've been? And want whoever to wants to go talk. first, and whoever wants to go first, I'm i I'm stepping back. I've, I've given my question out there. You want to go, or
2: you want me? No, I want
1: you to go. I want you to go
2: okay. First, um. So... I uh, actually I'm a food organizer. I work for the general election, so it's kind of my job to actually talk about politics. So uh, oh. I try not to do it on my when I'm not working. but
1: <laughs> right.
2: right. Like like you know, like making 300 joke calls a day and talking. Right. Like, um, okay, so you're heavily involved. You I'm are heavily. I, I'm telling you, like like I'm in the you. The only way to beat the system is if you're in the system. Boom! So, <laughs> <okay>. Boom! <laughs> So, 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like I knew from a young age like I wanted to help people. So I started at 16, my first election. Uh and then I've been working uh on campaigns ever since. So when I tell you, uh I've worked for the Democratic Party. Oh, I don't work for them. Um, um I'm always infiltration helping out or whatever. I just got off of was working for the Minnesota DFL, but um me personally, uh, a lot of my P friends and everyone my age, big Bernie fans. If you're Gen Z, you're a Bernie fan. Wow, because like the policies and everything, they're relevant to us. Because like, um, the the student loan debt, everything that's relevant to me. <laughs> like, 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 and so many other millions of Americans. Like, like the matter of fact, like, Bernie for a lot of. My generation was a candidate that we were praying for this year, Bernie or someone new. But of course, like Joe Biden came, and again we're choosing lesser two evils for for the majority. Like that's the mindset. It's like a lot of us like we're not voting for Trump, but so do we vote at all? And so. When, we're, when I'm out there trying to convince people to vote, it's like it's lesser of two evils right now. We have Trump. Do you want to live with that for another four years or do you want to like move on something else? Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, it's true. I feel like it is. It's always at the lesser of two evils because up until now, I even feel that any candidate for the presidential office has never truly cared about people and the community and what really affects us and our paychecks and, you know, whether we work or not, like they don't care. You know what I'm saying? They're getting paid to write bills. They're getting, you know, these under these checks under the table, like all of that is happening. And that's why it is the lesser two evils. There is not one good person right now that really, you know, care, actually cares and will do well for the people because they care about it. Right. So, yeah, Joe Biden is the lesser of those two evils with Trump. There's so much hate that is like It's not just that it's out there and it's more visible now, but I feel like he encourages it and like it brings the worst out of people. And with Trump in office, I just see more terrible things happening than with Joe Biden in office. You know, at least he's got Kamala Harris. Kamala
2: Harris changes the entire situation for me. Yeah. He changed everything. Now, I was going to vote for Biden because there is no way I'm voting for anyone else. Right. right? I feel like it's my duty to vote this year. Because uh-huh. the only option, like to me, I'm I'm failing my country if I don't vote this year. Mm-hmm. And so like like with this election, it's like well, we can't vote like this election. Right. Uh oh, we, we lost him. Uh, we gotta get him back. We gotta get him back. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, um, and we can't vote for Kanye. We're uh, not doing that. We are not <laughs> uh, writing in Kanye. We had a
0: a, a technical issue. We are hoping to get Kewan uh, back on the show. Uh, Brittany. We might have to, you know. We keep talking about we got people that we want to keep bringing back to the show. Mm-hmm. I, I think one is
1: one he, of them for sure. He's over there on the ground. Like we need to know, and I'm interested also to hear, you know, the morale of the protesters, what's going on in their mind right now. You know, when they're all together, how do they keep the, the, you know, where what is it? What's the word? Where you like the pat? Not the passion, because I know that the anger is there, and that's a part of the passion. Right. But you know how. Do they keep each other support in a supportive system to continue it? Oh,
0: there he is. Without we back. lost. Him. No, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, connection it's, issue. It's, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um I know you're a train I thought you were talking about uh, you know, um, uh Kamala Harris um changing it for um a lot of uh, Yeah, host because I have to play devil's advocate. So again, I still got you two. You know, again, this whole question, this segment right here is about you two. And it's it's I really want to hear your thoughts. So I'm just I'm just getting these questions out there that have been on my mind or that I've heard or seen on Twitter, you know, these places on social media. Do you do you feel somewhat offended though? Or do you even feel that Joe Biden just felt like because think about it, Joe Biden came out one time and he, he, you know, sometimes people say things and they 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 mean a different thing, but they don't deliver it the right way. That's what I think was so dope about uh, President Obama, because the way he spoke just kind of kept us all in this positive. You know, I'm not sure if everything he did was right, but I would forever love that he always made us feel like we had a chance. Mm-hmm. OK, so we know a few months back or a few weeks back, Joe Joe Biden comes out and says, you're not really black if you don't vote for me. A lot of people took offense to that. And then or, you, you know, or, or something to that effect. I may be quoting it a word off or whatever. Let me be clear with that. But it was something to that effect. Now he reaches out and he gets a black woman to be vice president. Do you feel, though, that he just did that to say, like, now I got the black vote locked in? Or is Joe Biden really working on more stuff for us than Donald Trump? Because I've got some African-American friends who say when you really look at it, though, and you really get past the surface of Trump being, for lack of a better term, A asshole. He has done some stuff for us. I'm not saying I know everything about that, but I'm just giving you some of the conversations I've had, some of the things I've seen on Twitter. And again, I'm liking what I'm getting from hearing what your generation is thinking, because the country's yours. You know, the country's yours. You know, we can say we want to. The country's yours. You're our next set of leaders, what you guys are doing and people like you. What are your thoughts on that? Like when he picked a black woman, come on, you had to for a second go. He's just picking us to get to get our vote. Even you, Brittany, as a woman had to say, man, he just trying to get us to secure that vote. And he ain't really you know, he ain't really
2: he ain't really, really about us. Like when it comes to being a Democrat and being black, like like for a majority of the people, like, for example, I have to go back to my hometown for a sec. Uh, how it operates as a field organizer, like your job is to organize thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, I know, like what it's like for a lot of these campaigners to go out there and organize specific section of communities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the biggest issue is that there's usually no full time organizers in racial uh, areas. So there's no communication, and so. Right around the same time of year when you should be getting so much information about like policy that you should develop, how you could help black people, you're not getting that information because you're not interacting with them on a day to day basis like you're doing with these other for sure voting communities that they call it. Because, like, um, a big issue that I have to say with the Democratic Party is that um, still I still feel like only one time a year or a certain a period of time of the year. That as Democrats, you got to work on making sure you're talking to people all year and making sure that you're doing stuff to make sure like, like like to to gain the vote, not just to get it and keep it and to make sure we're voting for you. Because that's one thing. Like, right. That means nothing to us. Like you getting it elected, you getting in office means nothing. Us getting the change that we want means everything. Mm-hmm. And us living in the system, in the same system, and keep hearing you saying the same thing doesn't help. With, doesn't make us doesn't make us want to vote more. It doesn't want to do anything. Uh, it doesn't change the situation. And so, um, like uh, Kamala Harris, like she's great. She's a lawyer. She's fine. She's passionate. She's exactly what we. I mean, technically, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to her being in reverse or being a reverse actually okay. I prefer that but uh um the matter of fact that like um that she is I think so I think that they want to make her the leader of the party eventually. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's also again securing the black vote like you said.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean it's definitely like, a strategy
2: tragedy, right? It's a strategy choice. It's definitely I'm telling you it's a strategy choice. They like Joe Biden's the old. We got to make way for the new. And Kamala Harris is a progress. Well, she's a moderate progressive, what I would call her. She's right. a moderate progressive. But, um, To go some issues, she's progressive on some issues, she's moderate. But for the vast majority, moderate progressive would work for her if that even exists. Mm-hmm. Um, right. um, but um, the matter of fact, that still we all know it, we can see through it. Like She's black. Um, uh, and like we need as many vote votes out there this year as it is. So of course you got to make a vice president. Right. Do you think yeah. that your Do you think that you guys' generation sees through a lot of things that the generations
0: before you just kind of either didn't see through or let go? Do you think your generation is putting? Do you guys' generation is kind of putting a stop to that? Like, yo, you gotta really do something for us to make us be like, we all in with you. Like, you just can't be fluffing us to death. You kind of gotta. You gotta really do something. You know, and that's what it seems like to me. Is is that really how you guys and and your peers are kind of kind of taking this thing?
2: I don't think we take bullshit anymore. Like after right. Parkland after um, all those school shootings they traumatized a lot of my um generation i feel like, like a lot of my generation is was it, i don't feel like the atmosphere in schools and everything after like all those school shootings were different like um can parkland- you refresh
1: me on parkland cuz i don't
2: well Parkland
0: happened. Parkland, Parkland happened down here in Florida. It was uh, Valentine's Day, I want to say two or three years ago. Yeah. And it may it may be one of the one of it's gotta be top three, one of the biggest mass shootings. A kid who didn't even go to the school anymore, went back up there and he killed it's, like he, he killed, killed
2: 18 people.
0: Yeah, it was a gang. So of, and it, it's down by Fort Lauderdale. Parkland's down by Fort Lauderdale. The kid um the kid had a history of uh his uh both his parents were gone. His dad was was gone, his mom died a few years ago. They left him some money, but he was adopted by a family. And he went to school on Valentine's Day and just and he really caught a lot. of. I think it was a lot of freshmen and sophomores because he he was in this one particular building for a while. And also a whole nother thing about him is he walked out like he walked out like he missed. He mingled in with the kids and he walked out and he when they caught him, he had been to 7-Eleven and some other place. And a cop happened to see his description and it rode right by him. It was like, oh, that's the kid right there when they caught him. But it, it's probably it's definitely top three, one of the the biggest mass shootings and happened down. There. And then we had the kids who they became like a symbol of this like, whole thing this with movement.
2: The, like, like that, that. Cause that like, I have to say the reason I brought that up, cause like that movement got me involved in activism mm-hmm. because after Parkland, I was man, like, Parkland really, really, really pissed off a lot of, a lot of like me and my friends. Cause like now we are like, shoot, like a random school. Like, like we already know all these other school, like, um, you know, uh I, I forgot where it was um but there was that elementary school sandy hook yeah sandy hook, yes. sandy hook yeah sandy hook where i remember all the if they could shoot up elementary school of course they could shoot up in high school but like you never really don't until you keep seeing it in the news and then parkland happened and then that's when things started to get real real right. like,
0: um and parkland actually happened on uh february 14 2018 uh uh marjorie stoneman douglas high school in parkland florida which is pretty much down by fort lauderdale area he killed 17 and injured 17 and it was done the kid he was 19 he was a former student um and it it is one of the biggest and like he said the worst um you know uh high mass school shootings that has ever happened can i can i get, get your thoughts on this too uh being 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 black is there a difference in thinking when it comes to, you know, these school shootings when, when you know, because, I you know, a lot of times, you know, being in different communities and a lot of these shooters. Well, I pretty much think all of them almost have been white, young, young white, young, white, white guys, you know, white, not even white girls, white guys, guy kids that have done these. Do, do Is there a different conversation that you have with your black friends in school as opposed to some of your white friends when it comes to your thoughts about like these things like school shootings or, you know, these type of things?
2: See like like back uh everyone's yeah yeah so especially when that was happening cuz we we were always thinking that that like hey um it's funny like not not funny and uh, uh, act I get it. I understand sense, right. but like, it's funny that um, we're always seen as like the violent race or the as aggressors or threateners or somebody you should be scared of and when, uh, when nine out of ten the school shooter that's gonna walk into my school or on my campus is not even gonna be my race, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like 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 he's gonna is gonna be the literal race. Like he's gonna be is going to probably be white. He's probably gonna be privileged, middle class, and 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 and, 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 and that's fun. That's them. But the matter right. of fact that like like oh. Uh, I mean, my friends were like, like, look, we look at it. And we're like, it's not us that's doing this. It's not us that's doing it. But the matter of fact that you still feel threatened by the littlest thing by us, for example, going to the car, um, going to our car or whatever, instead of being like, like taking action and using it like to create like such stuff like that, instead, you're going to fear us. Right.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to unpack, man. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, first of all, want to say, and Brittany and I were talking about this when you, when you, when, when you, uh, got cut off for a second that we definitely, I definitely, I'm going to keep in touch with you. I want to keep in touch because I want to be able to have you be a friend of the pod. Cause I want to bring you back on various occasions. Um, what, 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 what do we do now? What do we do now? Like yeah. guys, what, what, do we, what do we do now? Cause I personally, and I, I'm like you in a lot of ways, I felt like this kind of made me feel a bit different. Like this, the George Floyd thing, like, and I've seen a lot of these things. I've seen a lot of these things. Um, and I'm kind of, like I tell Britney a lot of times, I'm kind of in this thing a lot of different ways. For one, I work for the NFL. I'm DJ for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So the Colin Kaepernick thing hit me. But I'm also a veteran. And I understood what Colin Kaepernick was doing. And I never for once felt like he was doing it to offend me or doing it to cross me or make me feel slighted in any kind of way. And even more so than that, I'm a black man. So I definitely feel it on all levels, right? But I've also talked to Brittany and we've discussed this. Black Lives Matter, hashtag is running crazy. Everybody's hashtagging. Mm -hmm. These, These companies are suddenly hashtagging. People are throwing money at things. But do you two, have you seen any real change other than more awareness, of course, or do you think that there's gonna be any real change? And it's a twofold question because on top of that, what can we do or what can be done to bring more change?
2: Do you want to go first?
1: I want you to go because I feel like you have definitely more insight. You're on the ground over there. You. you.
2: All right. Uh, all right. So the, I think there's three things. Okay. Three, three things. Um, Vote. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you vote for. That's not my... Uh, that's not the job. That's not your job to care. It's just for you to get educated and vote for somebody. This election is important. Two, um, we must continue pressuring our legislator. And that means protesting. The bigger the protest gets, the more people that are out there, I am telling you, the more noise. And the more noise that we can keep getting on the subjects and the, the like. we cannot let the fire stop. Right. That's the biggest thing. Because after, I remember watching from the sidelines, because I was younger, when Eric Gartner and all them, and all after all those things and all those protests would happen, things would get silent. People stop talking about it. Like, right. we cannot stop the conversation. Once we let the media and all them like, like move on, think that okay, finally, finally, we can move on from this, that's when we lost.
1: Exactly. And you touched on a point because I wanted to say I wanted to ask you too. like, do the protests really matter? Do they really have an effect? Because I believe they do. But I wanted your perspective on why they do, you know, and just like you said, like, if we're still talking about it, it's still relevant. Because mm-hmm. the moment that we stop talking about it, it's like, okay, what's the next? What's going on with, you know, Cardi being offset? You know, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of get lost in that. And, and, and then you just forget about, like, well, holy shit, we still haven't, you know, done Could any changes.
2: We actually have, like, so we have these protests. We have all this negativity. First thing is to block it out. We can't allow ourselves to block it out. But, like, to answer your question, like... Um, from what I, from my experience, that protesting does two things. It acknowledges the that that we that a group a, a group of many individuals want change in a subject, and that forces legislators to listen because civil disobedience doesn't happen for no reason. Uh, two, um, two, it brings people like a lot of people that I've met over the past couple months. Like of all wide ranges of races, ethnicity, colors, all that, that felt so disgusted that they wanted to come out and learn. Ah. So protesting, a big thing about protesting, especially Black Lives Matter protests, and and protests that like uh me and a lot of my fellow activists in uh, lean are protest, like, like 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 they're educated, like, like you get insight into a lot of things that you would never have gotten. We talk about things that, like, our situations, and we give people the opportunity to speak about their situations you would never hear about. You give a whole new perspective and opinions by going out and protesting. Right. And people don't understand, like, like that is the key part. That is a key reason why you protest, but give people perspective because there, you don't have perspective before you come out. You don't have the understanding. You're just hearing all this bullshit in the news until you get out there yourself, or until you get out there and listen and, and you hear, and then you can cut out all the bullshit and get straight to the point that you want change. And now you're seeing why you want change. You don't right. just want change now, you see and you have a reason why, because you heard from people that may not look like you, but are going through the things that you want to change. Yes, you may be white, but hey, I'm out there fighting for my brothers. Like, like that's the mindset for these people, and right. that's what, like you—the brotherhood, the commitment, the like, like that you get with, and that you see when you're out there doing that. Like, you feel like change is inevitable, which right. is like, like you can't stop it, you can't slow down. Because if you got people this passionate about this, then like you can only imagine it's going to happen. Now, if these people were to run for office and do this type of stuff change would happen immediately Mm
0: -hmm. well i i know this i i think as long as you're involved and and the next generation of creatives and leaders like you and like britney i think that we're we're on our way to change and and i appreciate and respect that one more question before i let you get out of here um i don't know if i should bring this up here but there's another candidate that just keeps popping up here and there. Oh my
2: god! Oh my god! And I just I just
0: want to know: Do any of your peers no take Kanye? With,
1: do no. any no.
0: of your peers take Kanye seriously at all?
2: I got a couple of friends that I ain't gonna lie, they're voting for him as a joke because like they don't like Joe Biden or Trump, to be honest. Right. Um, but but they think his whole action is a joke. I've tried convincing them, but. You know they were big Bernie fans, and you know some Bernie fans are very, very only Bernie fans, and so yeah, like, and I respect that. Right. But um, uh, uh, I think that <laughs> that that whole campaign is it's, it's 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 he's wasting his money as
1: right. a <laughs> as a
2: person that's involved. Uh, uh, yeah, you know he doesn't have campaign offices or anything. Like,
0: right. he, it's he not a campaign. Do you think it's even disrespectful though, in a sense that he's making—he's almost like mocking? Because I've heard, you he know, says. in the one sense that he's mocking the whole process. You know what I'm saying? And and I, and, and sometimes, sometimes, and and I I come from a generation too where sometimes, even though it seems like mocking, some of these things need to be disrupted. You know what I'm saying? And Kanye has, you know, and I was I was around for the Kanye stuff in the beginning, so Kanye's always kind of been a disruptor. And Kanye has the one quality I know about Kanye that I will forever say that I appreciate is. If nobody else believes in Kanye, Kanye has believed in Kanye. Oh, no matter yeah. how crazy, he, no matter. He believes right, in himself. Right. No matter how crazy it may sound when he's delivering it, because he had to, because no one believed that he could rap. You know, he fought to get to be a producer. He taught, fought to be a designer. You know, but so in in a sense, he's he's a disruptor of sorts. But does any you know do you guys think like in a sense he's also making a mockery of this whole thing, and that's maybe the disservice he's doing because he may be taking eyes off of what really the issue should be.
2: I think so, for sure. Cause like like this whole election is one of the most I mean we say this about every election. Twenty sixteen, the most important election of all time. Now, now actually it has never looked more serious when we say <laughs> yeah. that, like right. than, than this year. So yeah. I think with COVID nineteen, like like this COVID nineteen, whether like people believe it's serious or not, which you automatically should, like I've had friends and people that it affects everyone because I have friends who have died from COVID. And COVID yeah. is no show. COVID is no show, and yeah. so like even when you're out there protesting, like like it's always should always be on your mind that like like to me because I have family that's at risk and everything. Like my mom is beyond sick. Uh, shout out to my mom. Uh, shout out to mom. <laughs> shout out to my. Uh, <laughs> uh, but my mom is beyond sick. Um, And, and she, uh, um, um, is like, was my inspiration. I can't bring this virus to my mom. Like already, like if I get it, I have to stay away from half my family because they're immunocompromised. Wow. So it's like, like to me, and then like me myself, I'm, I'm anemic. So if I get it, I'm on a ventilator. So, yeah. like, this virus is no joke. So, me coming into this election, I'm like, that's on my mind. Like, whoever wins must do something about that virus. Like, this COVID nineteen uh, has disrupted this country, and so, right. um, and, and it and it shouldn't ever been disrupted like that. We're we're America. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah,
2: We we are America, dude. <laughs> We're America. What are we? We're the best. The, the best country or the worst. Come on now. Like like <laughs> right like,
1: now? Like, right
2: now is debatable which one we are. But at the same time, um kinda, the time is terrible.
1: Time is I, terrible, if he, yeah.
2: If he would have <laughs> announced when like everyone else announced, I would have respected. I would have even like like I would have even given his campaign a chance because of the name recognition. Right. But, but because he, he, he announced it on Twitter. Um, he that, yeah. He should, I feel like press conference, be legit about this whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, You're like, running for president and especially now be legit about the whole thing and don't, don't I have to do it. But.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think he really knows what he's even talking about when it comes to all this political stuff and really making some real change. And, I just there's just too many too many things that Kanye is not educated enough on to take this role and me to take him seriously in this role can't do.
0: Well,
2: I, I, I think what you, see president, but I couldn't see Trump neither. So uh, yeah,
1: I, I think, yeah. He, I, think Kanye,
0: that, I think Kanye thinks if, if you're good on Twitter, then you qualify for president because that's
1: what Trump sees. Trump has
2: set that example though. Yeah, and that's what Kanye that's you know?
0: into. I just don't think I'm ready for another first lady that you know the world has seen naked. I just don't think I'm ready for that right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even keep, think keep about keep you doing more than think yeah. Kanye yeah. though. Yeah.
1: Keep I don't- Kim's Look, I
0: don't think Kim I'm. I don't. Going
1: to law school.
0: I don't think I'm ready. Kim was gonna go to law school and finish in six weeks. Come on now, with the Kim going to law.
1: School. <laughs> okay, I don't
0: think I'm ready for that. That family to be the first family, even though they're kind of the first family now. Of whatever, I don't think I'm ready for them to be the first family. Okay, I'm not ready for Kylie to be up in the White House taking selfies. I'm not ready for that. I'm not okay. ready. I'm
2: not. I'm I not ready. For- an embarrassment to this country. Yeah. I'm fans. not ready. He's no, he's my dad, but like, like yeah. their family. Boy, right now, we need something stable. Yeah,
0: and they're you know,
2: not years or I'm as not, close to it.
0: Right, I'm not ready for Travis Scott to be filming McDonald's commercials up in the White House talking about <laughs> get the get the get the cactus jack. I'm just not ready for it. <laughs> I'm just not ready for that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Again, I love but,
2: Travis Scott music and all, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they <laughs> show us- it's a whole different when you're in the White House and everything. I'm not gonna. Then I gotta criticize you for, like, when, so like, you gotta understand, like, when they get in there, the whole, their whole line is like, like, Kanye, good luck making music, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, everything changes. So, like, hey, you can't be focusing on yourself in that job. Yeah. Like, you have to be, that's the reason why Trump has failed so horribly. He's incredibly selfish. Mm-hmm. Incredibly selfish. So that's why he fell to be president. Like at least to me, like you have to be selfless in in some way. Yeah. Right. You have to be able to manage a whole lot of egos, and not have uh, and and try not to have one yourself. He, you can't even, he can't even manage his own ego though. So that's it's a whole Trump that's a- <laughs> Kanye can't. I don't, Joe Biden has a history of being able to manage both sides. He has a history, has a history of neglecting black people too. I am not gonna hide that. I know that. I know he has done stuff that, like, automatically, that shouldn't make me not wanna vote for him. Right. It's a lot to think but about. I think, man.
1: Do you think that, real quick, just a short, short answer? On this Because I'm like, with Joe Biden, because you brought up a great point, he has, you know, dropped the ball when it comes to the black community. I think, and even just, you know, people of color who aren't white. those communities, but I feel like everyone has room for growth, and there are some people who take that room for growth. Do you think that he's actually, though, like, yes, he didn't do those things, but now he's realizing, like, oh, you know, shit, I got to change. I got to do better, you know, and I want to do better. Like, do you see that in him, at least?
2: I do. I do. Because, like, when he came to Kenoso, and I really, like, when he sat down, when he sat down he was talking to people, he had a notebook. He took Uh notes. He took notes. Like, to me, if you're actually coming to listen to people, you better be taking notes, especially yeah. like, like, if not taking notes, actually listening, like when Trump came to Kenosha, which I found very disrespectful because he was there to divide and not to like unite and he was really expecting riots to go on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. um, 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 but like, we gave him no campaign, no campaign fuel. We gave him none of that. So. Uh, I have to, I feel, I'm very proud that day, nothing happened that day because that would have been terrible. Yeah. If, if, like, like I'm glad the cops were not as bad that day. Cause like we needed one thing to happen. And that would have been another, that would have set a whole other fire. I'm just telling you, but thank God that didn't happen. But When Joe Biden came, there was a whole different atmosphere.
0: Wow. <laughs> Yo, I, again, I appreciate you man for, for, yeah. for coming to our little podcast. And again, uh, I already told you, you and I are gonna keep on touch. Cause I think one of the things I wanna work on with you guys, even in, a, in a, a bigger scale, even bigger than 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 the pod, and I believe me, I want the pod to be huge, is I'd like to create maybe in the future, like a round table of people like yourself that we can, you know, maybe some things we can work on together, you know what I'm saying, to make change. Because I think, like you said, we kinda gotta be the change we wanna see. And I think that you guys, I, Brittany, you already know how highly I think of you and Kawan. Um, now that we have become friends and are fastly becoming even better friends, you made it to the pod. Um, there's just more that I want to talk to you about. Cause I feel like even though you know I'm a little older, like I can I can learn some things, from you guys. And I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna rock out there, you gotta be out there with people who're rocking out there. And I think that's the yep. mistake. That's mm-hmm. the mistake that I think people like Trump they make. You know, there's a lot of things that were done back in the day, but there's a lot of things that are being done right today. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we need to sit down and listen to both sides because I think you guys are very much open to listen. You know, like I said, that's a lot of like Brittany and my relationship with her, like as it's grown, it's not because she lets me talk all the time and it definitely because I'm going to listen to her because that is <laughs> but
1: you
0: Same. know, but we, but we grow because, you know, there's a, there's a very open dialogue and it's an honest dialogue. And I think that if we're going to fix things in this country, in the world, race relations and everything else, then we got to be willing to not only have the hard conversations, but also listen to different point of views, which you pointed out earlier. Man, so I appreciate you being here. Where can they find you at on ins- on Instagram and social media? Um uh,
2: If you want to go to the protests, uh, any of my protests, they are all on Facebook. I have two coming up. Uh, I don't know if any anybody's old. if any of your you have any Wisconsin viewers or anything. Uh, we getting there. We well, getting there. Uh, but <laughs> well, now. Well, if you're in Wisconsin, definitely definitely be looking because I am uh, we're um, I am coordinating. um uh, um, um I'm thinking about launching a whole serious, uh a statewide protest like, like um and so right now where I have two I have two coming up one in Green bay and next weekend and a whole another one in uh, two weeks in um um kadosha But also too, when you're
0: out there, do me a favor too. Like, like I said, let's keep in touch. And if you if you have a chance to and and that type of thing, definitely send me some pictures because I want to know what's going on out there. I want to post about it because these are these things. Yeah, these things matter, dude. And and even though I might not be able to be there or Brittany can't be there on the ground, I definitely want to keep sharing your story and being involved in it. Like I said, I think there's some work to be done that we can do together on Instagram. You are. What is it on Instagram again? The Golden Activist. The Golden Activist. A lot going I on love right there, it. man.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: Keywon Ki- Goldsmith.
2: Goldsmith. So I was like, like, <laughs> I had a friend that come up. Wait, you know right. what your name should be? The Golden One. So I dropped the one, became the activist. Oh, okay. Aww, well, and I appreciate I love that. It. What school do you go to? What school do you go to again? UW Green Bay.
0: Okay, okay, and we we will talk again soon, man. I appreciate everybody rocking with us here at the DJ Can Podcast. Uh, Keywon Goldsmith, dude, dude, please, um. Let's keep in touch. I and this we was will, a, this is one of those conversations that I think that Brittany and I both we learn from as well as we gain a new friend and and somebody that I very much want to keep being in touch with. Brittany, where can they find you at on social media? As always,
1: I'm at brunch with Brittany on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter.
0: Yeah, and and the purple. Oh, you doing TikTok looks?
2: You, <laughs> you on TikTok too? Oh, well, well, I'm trying to get on there more, but so I'm going to wait for that. I got to get more up there but <laughs> is it the golden activist over there too or what is it yeah, I'm probably going to be the golden activist
0: on there you too should. I mean, do you
1: should you do should do that
0: yes Brittany's been trying to get me on TikTok man I just I do I live through her vicariously
2: I go through my friends I'm always on my friends TikTok so I only have one TikTok on my current one but I'm going to delete that one because <laughs> I, I got that one TikTok first came out so I don't oh, know
1: okay,
2: it was, it was okay. like my <laughs> professional stuff.
1: We're going to go see that hey, one before he deletes
0: it. I know. Thank okay, everybody. For everybody rocking with us, man. I am DJ Eakin. Uh, new episode drops every Friday at 3 a.m. and on the uh, the East Coast. And uh, shout out to Radio Influence. And again, um, I appreciate you taking the time, and I appreciate this healthy and conversation that we definitely both learned something. And again, um, I appreciate the both of you because, like me, I think that you guys are planning to be the change that we want to see, man. And I appreciate and respect that, man. The DJ Eakin Podcast. We are... Gone,
2: man. This is an Ian Beckles Flavor in Your Ear Quick Fix
3: on Radio Influence. Every NFL team is going to find a different way to kind of get their message across about racial inequality. Yesterday, um, we had one team on the field. Kansas City was on the field. One guy knelt, and the Texans stayed in the locker room. Okay? That's, it's, that's a unified move. Then they all came out. Then they linked arms, and they linked it right across the football field. All one, black, white, didn't matter what nationality. We all linked arms. We're all one. Taboos from the stands. It's getting to a point now where people aren't happy with unity. So Colin Kaepernick can't kneel. You don't like that. Football players can't stand in arms. You don't like that either. So what you don't like is equality. And if you don't like equality, you're the problem.
2: You can find Ian Beckle's Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.